Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I want to share with you guys some things that's on my heart um, for this message. And uh, this might not be a, a normal type of a message. I'm not sure how it's going to flow, but um, maybe all of you don't know this yet. I've only told a few people so far, but um, on Friday, I actually um, received a test result back that I am positive for COVID. Um, I went on Tuesday to get the test. As a matter of fact, I didn't start feeling sick until Monday. Um, and that, and Monday and then Tuesday, that was when we realized I need to go get a test. Um, so I've been, so I've been quarantining, uh, since the beginning of the week. As a matter of fact, I'm quarantining, not just in the, in the house, but in my bedroom, uh, I've been separating myself from the family during this time. So unfortunately, Jessica's starting to feel ill too. So I would love for you guys to be praying for us, um, just for health, for quick health on this. Um, we're trying to do everything we can to take proper precautions. We've been telling the people that we've been around. Um, so I, I know there's several other people in the church who have also tested positive for COVID this week. Um, so I just, I just want us to do well with this, guys. Um, for one, I want to say this. I, I, know that, I, I know this from personal experience that there can be a tendency to feel shame about it. And uh, guess what? There, there's no reason for shame to be attached to this for anybody. Um, it, was, it, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. Like, there, there's no reason to take shame on that. And we don't want shame to be connected for anybody um, who, would, who might receive COVID or even pass it on to somebody. There, how do you know? Well, if you don't have it, if you don't know you have it, you don't know. So... I just want to say, like, as a church, let's do good to just kick the butt of shame and knock it out of our environment. There's no need for anybody to be ashamed. Um, but at the same time, we do need to be precautious. And I just want to, once again, remind us, like, um, you know, if you have it, let's be honest about it. Let's not try to hide it. Let's not let pride get in the way that says, I, I surely don't have it. Um, you know, let's, let's get real with it. Um, and, and let's make sure that we inform anybody that we might've been around if we had it. Um, you know, and also let's be diligent that, uh, sorry, my battery is signaling there. Hope I don't run out of battery on this video. Um, be diligent not to expose, not to expose others. Uh, what did I write there? If we're showing symptoms, like make sure if you're showing symptoms that you're that you're not getting around people and get tested if you if you might be showing the symptoms um, or if you think you've been around someone who's had it please don't don't take it around people all right um, you know when we when we start having our next church service again I'm hoping it'll be next Sunday um, we'll keep you posted on that but if you think that you might be within that period of time when you should be quarantining then quarantine uh, we, we don't want to miss you but more importantly we want to make sure that people are healthy so that we can um, have quality connection when we are able to be together. So, um, yeah, just just let's just take the steps 
and be wise and, and inform. Like, let Jessica me know if you think you might have it or if you have concerns on it. It's good for us to be aware as a church. Um, and we love you guys. We're praying. We're praying for you guys because um, we just don't believe that COVID is, is something that God loves. We think he hates it. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jesus died on the cross um, for the very purpose of banishing sickness and disease. That was one of the main reasons why he did it, in addition to, to taking our sins and, and our, you know, our need for punishment upon his shoulders on the cross. He took sickness and disease. That includes COVID. As a matter of fact, um, close to the end of my message time, we are going to go after healing. I... I tell you, I, I just, I'm not cool. I'm not cool with me getting COVID. I want to tell you, I didn't get too sick, thank God. And, and I'm actually, I guess I'm, in a sense, because I was sick, I'm kind of glad I got it just for the sake of that it puts the antibodies in my body. Um, so that's cool, but <laughs> I don't like COVID. We're going to go after healing. I want to smash sickness and disease. And I want to, I actually want to see the Lord abolish and annihilate COVID in our nation and in the world. Moving along here, guys, as you, as you all know, we, we are all in weird times right now as a nation, as a church and in the world. It's a crazy season like none other. Um, you've never been in a season like this before. I know you haven't. None of us have. It's so unique, so weird, so bizarre. Things going on with COVID, you know, it's, it's just nuts. The elections, um, guys, I hope that you're praying for things going on in the, in the world right now, in our nation. Um, to me, this is, to me and, and many of the men and women of God who are, who are leading the body of Christ are praying intently um, to see justice and righteousness come forth. Um, we don't know, you know, I, I try to be careful in, in speaking about these things to you and, and publicly um, being careful about it. But, uh, but the fact is, like, if they're uncovering a lot of things that are unjust, um, it seems as though there might be a lot of a lot of cheating involved with the elections. And I'm not blaming um, any person who ran for president, but, but something is not right. And we need to be praying for this stuff. We need to pray that truth is, is known and revealed. We need to pray that, that the Lord exposes anything that's unrighteous. Any, the, the Bible is clear that, that to God, um, I, I just posted this on my Facebook. I think it's Proverbs 11, might be verse 1. It says that uh, dishonest scales are an abomination to God. And that, that means that when people are... Um, are trying to cheat to get things to, to move in their favor. That is an abomination to the Lord. And something's going on, guys, with the elections. And, you know, if it turns out that, that really it wasn't, then praise the Lord. We're going to move on and we're going to do, we're just going to honor what's rightly happening. So we got to keep praying into that stuff for justice to prevail and for righteousness to come forth. So we need to be praying for truth to come forth. All right. Um, during, and then more weirdness, like just the fact that our church, like we, we've been meeting in parks and, and we were able to start meeting in the shelter, the indoor shelter, thank God, at, at the Forest Park in Noblesville. Um, we got two services in and then we're, and then we're, 
live streaming for two weeks in a row. I know that this is crazy. And I want to ask you guys, like, let's hang in there. Let, I actually, I don't even like that term hang in there because that sounds like a real passive uh, terminology. How you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Oh, really? Hang, what are you hanging on? Hanging by a thread or are you hanging like, why don't you climb up and get on top of whatever it is you're hanging on? Like we want to be victorious and I don't want us just to hang in there. Like let's choose to be victorious in this time. And, and like, let's not, um, let's not let, you know, a little, a little disruption, what feels like disruption, maybe in the momentum of our church, let's not accept that as, as a break of momentum. We get to choose whether it's momentum uh, disrupted or, or we're going to continue to push in. I say, let's keep pushing in. All right. This is no time guys. Whether, it's, whether we're looking at the news, whether we're looking at the COVID results, whether we're looking at the elections, whether we're looking at um, our church having to do this two weeks in a row or whatever it might be, um, this is no time for us to get weary. This is no time for us to lose heart. It's no time for us to get flaky with the church. It's no time to pull back on tithes and offerings. I know that it, se it seems as we observe trends that uh, even with tithes and offerings that they seem to almost kind of match what feels like morale with how, how things are going with our gathering together and stuff. And I, I just want to remind us as, as children of God that uh, the tithe belongs to the Lord and, and it, it still is His whether you're having normal traditional services or not. Um, it's important guys. And, and it's important for you because it keeps your, it even keeps your finances in sync with the kingdom of God. And we're in a time when we, when we really need to stay connected with the kingdom on all levels. Uh, this is no time guys, um, to be taking up offenses in your heart towards brothers and sisters who might see things differently than the way you do. Um, for the, for that matter, uh, even taking up offenses towards those who are not your brothers and sisters in Christ. As a matter of fact, we shouldn't expect um, the same from them anyway. So this is a time, guys, when we need to really keep ourselves held together. We need to keep our hearts and our minds stayed focused on truth and on Jesus Christ and on His love and on one another. We've got to continue knitting our hearts and our minds together in unity and going after what God's doing in our midst. We have not stopped moving forward in our mission as Overflow Church. I don't plan to stop. I don't plan to hold back. Yeah, I had a few days in my bed this week. I'm not letting that disrupt momentum. Even if we're not meeting together, you know, having fellowship in the presence of one another, we can still knit our hearts together. Even as we're doing live stream services, we can knit our spirits and our hearts together in unity with one another. Um, we we got a band together right now like we never have before. And I don't just mean this couple of weeks. I mean in this epic season, this age that we have just entered in, in history, things are about to change like we've never seen them before. 
and I don't know how it's going to unfold. You know, I'm paying close attention to how the prophets are prophesying. And so I've got a good idea. I have a good idea how things are going to unfold based on things that the Lord, I feel, has told me that I've not made public. And I believe that we're going to see a continuation of momentum in the nation and and in our church in separate terms, but really it's the, it's the kingdom of God. I believe that the kingdom of God is continuing to advance. And I am not willing to let any, any of these things cause us to take a step back or to slow down. A couple of days in bed, that's not going to stop it. I've been still connecting with the Lord. I've still been praying for you guys. I'm still pressing into what the Lord's saying and doing. I, a few weeks ago, on, on October the 4th, I preached a sermon called Corporate Breakthrough is Your Inheritance. And guys, if you, if you weren't there or you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to the podcast because it was a very important message for our church in this time. And, but but I, I told a lot of the testimony, the story, and the behind-the-scenes part of the story of the faith that we've had to push into to see God's breakthrough for the Nehemiah project, for our building uh, that, we're, that we're preparing for, the financial fundraising, and all the things that we need to do to move forward for that. Not just for the building, but for the mission that God has assigned us to. And I, I want to just remind you guys that part of the prophetic picture of this is, is, the, is Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt and coming up against the Red Sea and, and the, the Egyptian army coming up behind them and they have nowhere to go. They have nothing that they have, no options that they have except to believe God is going to come through in a way that's impossible. And they pushed through, they pushed in with faith and, and the Lord called Moses to put his staff out to the Red Sea and the Red Sea parted and they walked through the entire Red Sea all the way through on dry ground to the other side so that they could enter into the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And the Lord then caused the Red Sea to fall onto the Egyptian army and crush their enemy and destroy them and annihilate them. And we've been seeing the Lord come through for us in profound ways. When we decided to step out in faith to do the Nehemiah Project fundraiser, of $55,000, we were, we were nervous a few points along the way, and I talked very openly about that on that sermon. And, uh, but, the, but there are times when we had to see breakthroughs come through. One of the things that the Lord um, spoke to me about the Nehemiah Project and that $55,000 uh, faith leap that we took um, the, he, he kept speaking to me and, and the board about that Red Sea and about uh, Moses needing to take the people out there. And the, the Lord chose to not give them the easier route. He chose to, to actually put them in a position where they needed to see a miracle happen. And it wasn't just so they could have a, a great experience. It was because he needed to take his people who were just a, they were a collection of a bunch of people of the same uh, heritage, but, but really they weren't really connected as a nation yet. And he took them, a big mass of people, through that Red Sea 
while they're walking through, they're looking at both sides. They're seeing the wall on each side of water. They're seeing walking through dry ground and they're, they're walking through their miracle. It was their corporate breakthrough. It was their testimony. They knew Moses had his own testimonies, but this was their testimony together. And, and as they would go to the other side and the Lord would crush their enemy, crush their fears, they would be able to celebrate together. The Lord used that to forge into them unity. He forged into them um, an, an encounter with God that was a corporate encounter, it was a corporate celebration, a corporate breakthrough. And, and this was their first. It gave them, they could always look back. As a matter of fact, uh, centuries later, millennia later, um, writers would refer back. God would re remind them of the time when he took them through the Red Sea. That was always a reference point because God used that as a milestone to give them their own breakthrough, to give them their own testimony that they could now know that's the God. That's the God who saves us. That's the God who comes through for us. That's the God who's with us. He's not going to let us suffer. He's not going to let us go without. He's not going to let us stay in bondage if we just follow him and do things his way together. And, and the Lord had just shown me like this Nehemiah project, that was ours. That was our first corporate breakthrough, corporate miracle. And the Lord, and we're walking through that right now. We're not on the other side yet per se. And, you know, we're walking through this and we're looking at the side, the walls on the sides and we're, we're watching how this building's coming together. And I, I've already been able to pay up front with the money that came in. Most of the fees, we already have all the money we need for the entire project. Praise the Lord. Um, but we're walking through this right now and we need to remember to stay in awe of, the, of this great breakthrough. We need to not get comfortable with it, not to get too familiar with it, but to remember like God is with us right now, showing us who he is for us, showing us um, how much he believes in us and how much he believes in his promises he has for us. He's taking us through this miracle to get us through to the other side so that we can go into the promised land he's given us and there's greater things to come. And, and now church, as we get to reflect on this great miracle, the Lord is, is forged into us and he's still doing this work in us, knitting our hearts together, deepening a community, deepening a oneness, deepening a celebration of a, of a God of breakthrough for overflow church. We need to understand guys that, that we've got to own this. We've got to embrace it. We've got to celebrate it and we've got to steward it. And stewarding it means we're going to keep pushing in and believing God for breakthrough and breakthrough and more breakthrough and more promise and more manifestations to come of all the things that he wants to do because his promises are yes and amen. His promises for us as a church and as individuals and simply sons and daughters of God who live on an earth. Um, we've got to believe that, that, that he has shown himself mighty. He's shown himself faithful. He's shown himself true to his word and he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again and again and again. And so God wants us as a church to rally together, 
to rally together, to, to, to knit our hearts together, to knit our minds together, to keep pushing in to one another, to not, not just for the sake of fellowship, that's important, but so that we can rally around Jesus, rally around Jesus and what He's doing in our midst, what He's doing on earth from heaven. Rally around Him and be a part of what He's doing and see heaven come to earth together. Let's keep going after breakthroughs, okay? I've been encouraged to see um, how so many of you guys have been reaching out to one another and lifting one another up and praying for one another and keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep going after one another. Keep building connection. Even with people who you might not know quite so well yet, push into them. Get to know them been super encouraged, uh, for example, to see Trisha Peterson, um, her heart really going out to, to Julie White, our, our precious sister, and Steve White, our precious brother. Um, if you guys are not aware, we've been posting things about, about it on Facebook and in, in a newsletter, um, but we've been praying for her often as a church. Uh, Julie has been battling cancer and I want to see that cancer broken. I want to see her healed. I want to see her body restored. I know she wants it. I know Steve wants it. And I've been blessed to see Trisha um, really um, go, out, go out there to rally us together. And they've put together a, a, a prayer um, schedule for people to, to pray and take an hour slot and pray for Julie. I believe we're going to see a breakthrough, guys. We've got to go after this stuff. As I've been saying often, we got lots of promises from God, but God, most of, the, most of those promises are not going to happen by us just passively saying, all right, I believe it, and then it's going to just fall in our lap without us doing anything except trusting that it's a real thing. Well, that might happen, but most things in the kingdom have to be given birth to from heaven into earth. It needs people um, declaring the Word of God and pressing into faith and grabbing a hold of these things. Catalambano means to apprehend, to seize, to take hold of, to bring something in to our midst. And the Lord needs to see people just like Elijah who are willing to get on their knees, to, get, to, to go into the prayer place, to go before His throne and pray and grab a hold of the things that's in His heart. And just, just like it says in James uh, the, the prayer of a righteous person the, the, is, is powerful and effective. We've got to believe it. It's, I think it actually says the fervent prayer. And we've got to be people. And it references Elijah. It talks about Elijah going to his knees and praying for rain. Praying for rain when it was a, a several year drought. And he prayed for rain. And then he looked out and he saw, he, he, kept, he kept sending his servant out to look at the sky. And it was open sky the whole time. I believe it wasn't until the seventh time. And I want to tell you, he was persistent. He was diligent. He kept praying. He didn't, he didn't take the report of, oh, the sky's clear. He kept praying because he knew that he needed to see this thing come to pass. Finally, after seven times of intercession, the servant went out and he saw a cloud the size of a hand way off in the distance on the horizon. And he knew that the sky was about to bust loose, the biggest storm the nation has seen in many years. And that's the kind of praying we got to do. We got to believe that God's word is true, but we can't be passive. 
We've got to get diligent. We've got to get militant. We've got to, we've got to take the horns of the altar, as some like to say. We need to pray. We need to prophesy. We need to declare. We need to see God come through. We've got to push through on faith, guys. I love what we're doing for Julie White. I want to see this breakthrough. Let's keep going after it. I want to see breakthrough with COVID. I want to see breakthrough for other healings we need to see in our church. I know there's other people who need to see healing. And it's not just about healing. There's so many promises from God. I'm, I'm just wanting to, in this time when, when people can feel isolated, when people can feel separated, when people can feel like there's people over there and people over there and measuring the camp, like forget it. Let's rally around Jesus. Let's get around Jesus. Jesus paid a high price. Jesus is not sweating right now for, for the things that we might be sweating for. He's not nervous. He's here to see his kingdom come into our midst. We've got to lay hold of this, guys. I want to, I want to declare some scriptures over us right now. I'm going to read out of Psalm 91. I want to declare these things over us right now. <clears throat> he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's no safer place than under God's wings or His arms, cuddled up close to Him. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. God is a fortress. He's a refuge that we can hide in, that no matter what's on the outside, there's nothing that can penetrate God to get to you when you're hiding in Him. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, or the, that means the trap of the bird hunter. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely, I, surely He shall deliver you from the snare. I just read that. Sorry. He shall cover you with His feathers. Under His wings you, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by the day. Let's not be afraid of anything, any kind of terror, guys. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, even COVID. Nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near to you. We've got to believe this, guys. We've got to trust that God has got us covered. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Let me stop. Say this. You've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high. He's the most high. He's above all things. He's above every name. He's above every principality and power and dominion. And we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. So we're, we're hiding in, in the most high, he's our dwelling place. We get to dwell with him in that high place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Come on, again, COVID, no way, no sickness, no disease. Come near your place in the name of Jesus. I want to stop and say this. I am thankful to hear that of all the people who I heard have, have received covid in our church, uh, none of them said that it was horrible. They all said it was actually pretty mild. Praise God. 
That means they're getting vaccinated naturally through this and they didn't have to suffer a whole lot. Thank you, Jesus. But we don't want any suffering. We don't want any sickness or disease. Thank you, Lord. No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Thank you, Lord, for sending angels to protect us. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Come on, Jesus said that we will tread upon scorpions and serpents. Come on. Because he, who, he has set his love upon me. Hallelujah. He's talking about us loving God. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I declare that over us in Jesus' name. He gives us long life protected life, abundant life in the name of Jesus. We've seen great victory over our church. Hallelujah. Let's pull on that. Let's pull on that faith. Let's pull on that miracle, that breakthrough, and know that that's the God who's with us. That's the God we serve. That's the God who, who is building this church. Thank you, Lord. We have other victories that we need to contend for as a church. As a family, Jesus had paid a high price for so many more things. I'm not cool with COVID hitting our church. You know, we could get weird about it. I'm, I don't want to. I want to fight it. I want to crush Satan and every, every weapon that he has in Jesus' name. I'm not okay with Julie White having to fight cancer. I'm not okay with it. I want to crush that cancer in the name of Jesus. Church, we need to fight with Julie, okay? We need, to, we need to fight with her. We need to believe God for breakthrough. We need to get great at being prayer warriors for one another, guys. We want to go after healing for Julie. We want to see COVID healing and protection in our church and our families and our friends. We want to see breakthrough in our nation. We want to see justice and righteousness prevail we, we want to see breakthroughs in our church. We want to see our mission, the heaven on earth. We want to see all the mandates God's given us come to pass. We've got to band together, guys. We can't let um, a couple of weeks of live streaming disrupt our, our momentum. We've got to keep pushing in. I'm not saying I think that's happening. I just want to encourage us not to let it happen. We can't let um, concerns about what's going to happen with the elections weigh us down. We've got to keep moving forward. We've got to keep banding together, rallying around Jesus and his mission no matter what. Because there's a revival harvest that's about to break forth in this world. <clears throat> and we need to be ready for it. We can only be ready for it by being banded together, rallied together together and around Jesus. We've got to do it like this. There's two ways we can look at the times we're in right now. They're either scary or they're the most exciting times of history. I want it to be exciting. And the only way it's exciting is for us to, to be in union with Jesus and partnering with him and what he's doing. Because I'm telling you guys, we're about to see God's glory show up in ways we've never seen before. Let's get ready.
Let's get ready. So keep your faith on. Keep your family on and your connection on. Keep your love on. Keep your peace on. Keep your trust on. Keep your belief on. Keep your hope on. Don't let social media or the news tell you how you should be feeling or reacting right now. Let your faith be in Christ and Him alone and the things that he, He's going to do. Before we do communion, I want to read a few verses. And I'm not just going to read these. I'm going to declare them out over us in the Spirit. Um, because I, I just really felt like the Lord wanted me to declare a few verses, especially in the realm of healing. But, uh, but these can be breakthrough for wherever you need it as it applies, okay? Genesis, sorry, sorry, that's not, sorry, Exodus 12, 13, this was, this was about the Passover. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. I declare over you in the name of Jesus, you are covered in the blood of Jesus. And if you're not, please give your life to Jesus immediately so you can be covered under his blood because he protects those under his blood. I, I declare healing and protection over us in the name of Jesus. Exodus 15, 26. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. So the Lord talks to us who are his obedient children, that he, he doesn't put disease on us. But as a matter of fact, he is the Lord who heals us. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord God who heals you. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 23, 25 through 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. Thank you, Jesus, for your provision. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. In the name of Jesus, I declare over you. If you're sick, the Lord takes your sickness from your midst. In Jesus' name, we rebuke sickness and we command it to leave the presence of anybody who's sick right now. In Jesus' name. And, and I just declare um, no miscarriages, no barrenness for those who are hoping to have babies in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says, I will fulfill the number of your days. We bless us with long life, long, healthy life in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 7.15 And the Lord will take away from you all sickness in Jesus' name, Lord. Take away all sickness in Jesus' name. And will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. I command in the name of Jesus, I declare any sickness, any disease that's on a child of God, it must be removed and sent to the devil to plague him instead in Jesus' name. Thank you, God.
Thank you, Lord. I want to keep, I have a couple more verses I want to declare. Deuteronomy 23, 5. Nevertheless, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. I just declare in the name of Jesus, if anybody has had anything uh, that's, that's cursed you or has tried to get on you, the Lord turns it into His blessing in the name of Jesus through His love. Thank you, God. Thank you, my Lord. Deuteronomy 28, 7, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. I just command any demonic attack that's come against any of our people in Jesus' name to be broken by the power of Jesus and His blood. To be broken. I command you to be, to be broken, shattered, and dispersed in many directions so that God's people will stand. Lord, let us stand. Let us stand strong and be full of your presence and your abundant life. In the name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. All right, guys. If you have communion available, I want you to go ahead and get it ready. And I'm just going to read over us a couple of verses. Then we're going to take communion and then we're going to close. Go ahead and get it ready. I, I got mine. got my bread and my cup. The body and the blood. I hope blood doesn't look like that. All right. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 27 For I have received from the Lord what I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after he took the cup, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this. Sorry. This cup is, is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats this bread, or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And, and I, actually, I wanted to read one more passage. John 6, 53-58. Jesus said to them, Verily, very truly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. It's not, it's not this cracker. It's not this, this juice. It's, it's the body of Jesus Christ. And this is a prophetic act, connecting our hearts, our spirits, our faith together with what He did on the cross. So we're going we're gonna to take this now and break this.